Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter show, we've been recovering from Thanksgiving. The artist retreat has just got musical. Hmm. Being constant political commentator, neighbor old brush is in the rough with his nine holes to victory. Old Nan remembers something divinely hideous, and young Alice adopts a bunch of crazy feathers, whilst me nudist neighbour old Fred considers snakes, ladders and colder weather, whilst the wife, Elsie, not only gets lost, but continues to eat more than just leftovers. Oh dear. <laughs> the Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Natter's Florida Island, I've been watching the leaves changing and falling in the wind. Yep. The year's coming to a close here in Florida. And yes, that's still blue skies, but colder nights. But overall, I couldn't wish for a nicer time of year, particularly with the old blood-sucking mosquitoes giving us a seasonal reprieve. <laughs> but away from nature, there was the Black Friday fiasco. Oh dear, well, see the wife Elsie and her best buddy beyond it. That's beyond it, Brandy Washington. Or BBW to her friends. <laughs> did something wonderful on Black Friday. They got lost in the store. (laughs) Them getting lost is close to a dream come true for me, and believe me, it's a near impossible task. It's like, you know, losing the world's largest aircraft carrier when it's in port. (laughs) Of course, you'd assume something like temporarily lost, you know, like in another aisle or something like that, but no. They were nowhere to be seen. Even at five minutes to closing, when Ding Dang was due to collect the monstrous pair, there was still no sign of them. He even called me up at the farm and said, you know, were they home yet or something? Find another way, particularly when this week there's been an endless chain of those huge log trucks in and out. (laughs) That was until the store security guard made a last minute sweep to check for strays and found the hideous pair hidden in the back of the grocery store sampling a new range of enormous cakes. Yep, cakes. <laughs> I blame the store, though. You know, they had a Black Friday buy one, get free offer, so Elsie and beyond it cleared the shelves. But, of course, they're not the kind of people who'd wait until they got home to take a first bite, are they? Oh, no. They were discovered hiding out of sight in the layaway department. Yeah, they were laying away, all right. <laughs> and focused on eating as much as possible. But they'd forgotten where they were, and the old store manager even had to open up a special register and end up having to check out 40 empty cake boxes and only 12 full ones by the time they'd finished their sugary marathon. (laughs) They'd also forgotten about all the other bargains they'd planned on flattening before any other poor shoppers get to them. (laughs) They saw food and thought, food, yep, beyond its plan for a bigger, big screen TV was forgotten. The wife's plan for the largest microwave ever made was also dashed at the last minute. (laughs) 
you know, I just don't know how any human could put away that much cake or any kind of food in just one sitting. No. On the other hand, I don't really consider them human anymore. Mm. They're just like uh, a pair of huge garbage disposer mouths connected to somewhat human bodies. <laughs> but as they inflate in size each month, that's even a struggle on the eye too. I mean, I look at me sofa and don't know where else he starts and beyond it ends. Something like, I suppose, a crossbreed. Yeah, really, yeah, a crossbreed between the uh, Michelin man and a blimp. Oh, dear. <laughs> By the way, back on the farm, the highlight of the week was seeing the next couple of our artist retreat folks show up. Well, I did say highlight, didn't I? But in fact, I thought it was already looking more like an artist rehab, <laughs> not retreat last time, but uh, until another couple showed up. Yeah, another pair of willing recruits showed. You know, for a moment, you think you've seen it all, don't you? Hmm. Not until you've offered artists a place to stay. The latest couple are what you'd call snowbirds. Only Martha and Marty are past flying. <laughs> they arrive from the stormy, snowy north in a noisy, cream-coloured diesel RV, which was smoky and smelly too. Hmm. They're artists of a different kind though. You know, no drawings, paint, easels or sculpture. Oh no. They're the living, breathing reincarnation of a vaudeville act. <laughs> Double act, to be honest. And they seem to have arrived about, oh, let's say, 100 years too late. <laughs> the only bright spot is that me mother, old Nan, was happy to see them. Yeah. She's really happy about anything. See, Nan's family all stem from vaudeville roots. In fact, a couple of them even form the foundations of a huge theatre back in old England. Well, see, they didn't pay off the uh, local moneylender and he thought that was the best way of hiding the bodies. <laughs> well, anyway, I digress a bit there, don't I? Martha and uh, Marty are all-rounders. They even do a ventriloquist act, yep, where Marty plays the dummy. <laughs> I suppose that's something, though. At least if Marty gets sick, I could offer Martha ding-dang as a stand-in. After all, most dummies are alike, aren't they? All he has to do is sit on her knee and pretend to look human for ten minutes. <laughs> anyway, the board op in pair treat us simple farm folk to a rendition of their latest repertoire. Yep. Less of a catalogue and more of a leaflet, to be honest with you. <laughs> it all fits on a single page and has been covered a thousand times before by just about every other act in history. Well, after suffering it for 30 minutes, I can understand why they're here. Yep, they're retreating all right from all the groans at every other town they've played in. <laughs> the other three camper come artists are still here. Galon, yep, you heard me right, the self-described self-help guru. He came here with his own teepee and set it up in the corner of me field. Yep, he's writing a self-help book based on his experiences at me artist's retreat. Yeah, very original, yeah. Apparently, he's off to a good start. And just to think, I thought it'd be the world's shortest book before. Add to that, he still uses a typewriter. Yeah, I reckon it's confusing our local woodpecker population for sure. Particularly with all that nocturnal tapping going on. <laughs> on the other hand, me artist's retreat manager and independent artist himself, or Quinton, 
as that is brush out already this week after convincing the painfully shy Galon to drop him in the name of art. <laughs> oh dear. Quinton loves to paint nudes, although he hasn't made provision for Galon's modesty. Yep, he's got a very long beard and I think he's hoping it'll cover his embarrassment. And that really is an oh dear here on the Ned Nat Show. <laughs> Then there's the deeply unhappy Wilmer, an angry, recently divorced sculptor. Yeah, she came prepared with a huge lump of stone in the back of her little turtle last week. And she's been tapping away night and day, whilst keeping the dust at bay with her endless tears. It's starting to look like something now, you know, I just don't know what. Of course, it's only days, and a £300 rectangular block of limestone takes time to resemble anything, doesn't it? Add to that, me fireman Ding Dang's been sniffing around me artist's retreat this week, and although he's been giving Quinton a very wide berth, he's been paying attention to our stone sculptor by helping her lift that great rock edifice into position. Mm. So she can find her way, all the way, around it, I suppose. In fact, the only time she attempts a smile is when Ding Dang gets his hands on her enormous creation. Ooh. And last of me retreaters is a highly confused person. Yep, X-Ray, that's its name. Mm. And it claims to be a non-binary artist painting only using body fluids. Oh dear, yep, I've seen it hard at work in the corner of me barn with a large canvas that seems to be, you know, a deliberate move blocking out the onlookers during the creative process. You know, to be honest, it's something I don't want to see or even know much about. <laughs> I know art comes in all kinds of guises, but I don't want X-rays art coming anywhere near me. <laughs> With me camper come farman Quinton in charge, I suppose there's still some hope, though. I mean, he loves art and is hopeless on the farm. He reckons there could be as many as ten newcomers by the end of the year, and he now wants me to include... His peaceful partner Craglet in the mix. Well, he'll be subsidising what I pay him by giving guitar lessons and uh, strumming his way through life on his favourite instrument, I suppose. Added to that, it leaves Ding Dang with an increased workload and he only learnt the meaning of the word work this year. <laughs> so he's trying to persuade me to employ his odd relative Elrod Dang to help out on the farm. I'm not even sure what he can do, though. You know, at the moment, he's only employed part-time driving the church bus twice a week. And believe me, that's no guarantee of whether he even knows what I know is or even how to use one properly. <laughs> Add to that, he's always got a mouth stuffed with tobacco and he unleashes the chewed-up remains <sighs> at regular intervals like a disgusting one-man version of a wood chipper. <laughs> I will stand out of reach when he's around and I don't want him feeding me greens with nicotine. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Old Nan, me 95-year-old mother and gambling, drinking fiend and her buddy Toshiko Suzuki, that's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. <laughs> Yep, another long-lasting specimen here at the farm. 
have spent the week quietly. Yep, at first they got carried away at the casino, and now the old birds are exhausted and staying at home, honing their card sharp tactics with each other, playing for only pin money. Nan's new buddy Virgil, the mailman, has been scarce around here. Apparently he's working full time on account of the seasonal rush. In fact, I think it's a lucky escape from the dominant requests of the evil old crows. Add to that, old Nan told me that the 64-year-old stupid mailman is really too old for a... Hmm. She says he can't keep up. You know, I didn't really want to know the gory details, but she reckons he can't drink as much as her, can't think as fast as her, and is really just past it. Yep, that's great words coming from a 95-year-old bag, isn't it? (laughs) I really pity poor old Virgil. I think he should, you know, stay within the safety of his little mail van. I really don't think he's ever experienced witchcraft until now. (laughs) Either way, Nan is now targeting the UPS guy, who's about 30-something and surprisingly fit. So he's definitely got an advantage with Nan. Yeah, that's right. He can run away from her. And fast too. (laughs) Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They've returned with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nice nap. Never in bed. This time, though, I was resting up in my farm office, trying to balance the books. Yep, a ton of cabbages on one side of the ledger. And the wife, Elsie's online Black Friday spending on the other... um, (laughs) Well, in fact, imagine a seesaw. Yep, a seesaw. Yep, me at one end, her on the other. Yep, not going anywhere fast, is it? And that's me books. <laughs> anyway, back to the dream, and I was riding a tricycle. Oh dear. Hard <laughs> work, the pedals were on the front wheel. Yep, like one of those kids' bikes from years back. I'm pedalling away and getting nowhere, of course. <laughs> I just think, okay, you know, standard nightmare, you know, not moving fast anywhere until I looked behind me and realised I was pulling along Santa and his sleigh, loaded with Christmas presents. Oh dear, where were the reindeer? (laughs) Only when I looked at her, I realised it wasn't Santa in that bright red suit at all. Oh no, it was... Satana, that's right. The dreaded M-I-L, or mother-in-law, Satana Troglodyte. (laughs) And believe me, that's not only a terror, it's a dead weight too. (laughs) Oh dear, then heard a voice. She's She's coming to stay. Listen, Ned, she's coming to stay for the holidays and the new year. (laughs) Suddenly, my little trike had vanished. And there I was, back in the farm office, with the real-time nightmare. Yep, the wife, Elsie, telling me an horror story. Yep, her mother is coming to stay for the holidays. And just to think, I had high hopes for the coming new year. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again stop by and say hi 
On the other hand, me scruffy fireman Ding Dang is not paying so much attention to the wife's buddy beyond it this week. Even when he can hardly miss her, but she's been treating me simple fireman like a servant. And it's just about as ungrateful as anyone could be. Oh dear. <laughs> I think that's why old Ding Dang's been sniffing around Wilmer the stone sculptor. You know, maybe he needs a change. I just hope she doesn't sniff him first. Oh dear. <laughs> Despite that usual drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on me show. So here's Ding Dang's Southern quote. She's always pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining. <laughs> oh dear. Well, Ding Dang has been given more than just the run around by Beyond It, hasn't he? Oh dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I got me new segment for you, and it's called Ned's Sagacious Moment. You know, I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I spent a few hours this week questioning patience. (laughs) That's right, patience. No, she's not one of me farm visitors. Or a card game for lonely folks. Not a line of people outside of a doctor's door either. Yep, wrong patience and rotten spelling. <laughs> What's worse is there's absolutely no app for patience. Oh dear, that's right. It's not only an outdated word, it's an outdated action. It's something that seems to belong in the distant past. In the digital age, there's no room for patience, is there? If it doesn't happen in a split second, nobody can wait for it. Unfortunately, there's a serious underlying issue here. Life is not available as a download either. And without a little patience, we're all predestined to a world without it. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Despite the colder nights, me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate, that's nudist swinger old Fred's house, is the hottest venue in North Florida for a unique swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes, of course, I wish I didn't. Oh dear, well, there's only one guarantee. Fred's brain is always somewhere in his pants and nobody can ever pick your pocket at one of Fred's parties either because nobody's wearing any. Yep, pants that is. (laughs) Anyway, otherwise it's the same old drill. Bring a bottle, bring your wife and potluck dishes for the buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers, yep, and that's often closer to potluck too whilst old Lonnie eats his way through mountains of free food and it keeps him going for an entire week. Add to that, it has the distinct advantage of keeping him away from his favourite roadkill recipes and helps keep the neighbourhood pets safe too. (laughs) So, when Saturday finally rolled round, Fred told me this week's party theme was Snakes and Ladders. (laughs) Oh dear, now, 
This one really confused me, but Fred reckons it's just a play on words after reading what some folks call a run in a woman's stocking, a ladder. Oh well, yes, I knew that one, Fred. But you still have to throw the snakes in there somewhere, don't you? But I suppose at least stockings are an improvement on regular pantyhose. After all, tights are for ballet dancers, men and women. Mm. (laughs) The motley crowd showed up early on Saturday. No, not the ballerinas, Fred's usual group of hideous guests. Oh dear. A few of the women carried plastic snakes. Well, that's what they looked like to me anyway. (laughs) And the men, oh dear, well, a few of them wore stockings. You know, Fred's party swingers are definitely an odd bunch. Anyway, I headed home very quickly. I only have a quick look for you, me listeners, to bring you up to date. Add to that drama, me long-lost relative and con man Skip Natter is still living at Fred's place. But this week, we've got a real first for Skip. He's actually got a real job. Well, for a month anyway. He's selling Christmas trees. He's the top salesman at the corner lot downtown. See, he's telling everyone that his trees don't drop their needles. (laughs) Well, come December 24th. Old Skip won't have to make good on that guarantee. Both him and the tree lot would have vanished overnight. Yep, with a standard Skip Natter promise, that is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on me show. Yep, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. (laughs) This time old Nan remembers another one of our long-lost relatives. Yep, long-lost for very good reason. We've got far too many relatives. Anyway, it was a memory about old Dickie the Diviner Death. (laughs) And this one had a hideous reputation, anyway, with a name like Death. They don't get many opportunities to be anything other than hideous... Oh dear. Well, Death's old nan's maiden name, see, they say Diaz to make it sound better, but I called them the Deaths to make it all nice and clear. Anyway, back to old Dickie Diviner Death. He could even find water in a fast-flowing stream. <laughs> but Diviner could always find things folks didn't want to find either, you know, <laughs> like sewer pipes. And these were usually his most frequent so-called water discoveries. <laughs> The Death family only ever had one diviner before. Poor old Dickie always divined with stick in hand and his eyes closed. He did finally find a truly enormous body of water though when he was asked by a sheep farmer that knew nothing of divining Dickie's reputation. Yep, he asked him to find water on his land so old Dickie got straight to work and decided the water had to be due south, and set off with his eyes shut and divining twig in hand. At the end of the largest field, he discovered literally billions of gallons of water. Yeah. Only with his eyes closed, he hadn't noticed the 200-foot-high cliff that dropped into the sea. <laughs> oh dear, it was Dickie's watery end. Salt water too. Oh dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again. 
for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on my show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of row books go in the giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, I've ended up with just one new book this time around and it's called 20 Years in a Cult by Wally Martin Jr. Yeah, jokingly known to his friends as Wall Mart. <laughs> mm, oh dear. I expect you've seen books about cults before and now folks get talked into joining up and following some suspicious looking cult leader and his crazy ideals. Well, the author of this book was no different. He was scooped up by this faceless cult when he was only 18 years old and forced into a uniform. His identity was taken away from him and he was renamed by the monstrous sect. Yep, with only a week. He became known by a single name, terrifying, yet he was called Associate. (laughs) That's right, Associate. He had no job, no direction, no hope, and was forced to live on what the cult called minimum wage, Mm. (laughs) which they reckon was used to build character in all their recruits. He was then forced to perform meaningless tasks as part of the cult's ongoing brainwashing program. These included things called sweeping, shelf stacking and all-weather cart retrieval. (laughs) Oh dear. The author endured 20 years of this relentless torture until one afternoon when he was out chasing down carts in the pouring rain. He was sideswiped by a senior in an out-of-control minivan (laughs) associate was rushed to the local hospital where they convinced him his real name was actually wally martin and during his year-long hospital stay he wrote this book about his hideous time at the mercy of one of the country's largest and most powerful cults oh dear So, okay, do you need to know more? No? Well, just so you know, I really pity the plight of associate and those still under the cult's control. So I've decided to keep this book in my farm track until I see another cult member out of their sights for a moment and then I'll furtively hand it to them. Mm. (laughs) Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time, we're visiting Indonesia and it's a revolting foodie one. Mm, A few of my listeners say they miss the disgusting delicacies from around the world, so I decided to include another one for you. Put it this way, I just hope you're not eating whilst I describe deep-fried fruit bat. (laughs) Oh well, it goes. It's a delicacy throughout the entire region down there. The poor old fruit bat is fried all, yep, the warts and all approach. And whilst it's cooking, it lets off this great smell, yep, of urine. Mm. 
So to wind it up, they bung in some garlic or chilli. In some places, they even throw in some beer. That does a trick to cover that irresistible cooking odour. Oh dear. Add to that, they serve the old thing on a plate. You end up with this black fried bat staring up at you from the table. It looks closer to a low-flat, high-protein, deep-fried roadkill. It's a bit flat-looking too, you know. <laughs> or even like something that had suffered a terrible fate in one of those old vampire movies. <laughs> oh dear. Look out, Dracula. In the wrong metamorphosis, you might end up deep-fried by accident. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck has told me that he needs to get flat. Yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous. Can you tell me, Ned, is he asking me to flatten him into the driveway with my Rolls Royce? Because it sounds so tempting. Anyway, I haven't a clue. So perhaps You know, I just love the way he introduces himself on me voicemail. As <laughs> if I actually know someone else that sounds just like him. <laughs> oh dear, now that's an horrifying thought, isn't it? Anyway, let me translate if you, Nigel. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used phrases and words, and this time it's how Buck needs to get flat. <laughs> yep, anyway, Nigel thinks Buck's deliberately confusing him. Well, it's a weird expression in the way, Nigel, you know. To be honest... Your suggestion of flattening Bucknatter into your driveway with the old rolls sounds like a great idea. Maybe it could come under that, you know, age-old adage of act first, ask questions later. <laughs> well, it's a good excuse anyway, isn't it? Anyway, joking aside, Nigel, the expression get flat means to have a lie down. Yeah. Flat rather than standing up, that is. Simple, I suppose, when you think about it. Of course, after five minutes of exercise, Buck always needs to get flat. <laughs> anyway, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to meet incontinent political commentator neighbour on Russia's Stonewall Jackson Farm to listen to the latest second-hand news from the right centre. And all in small instalments as usual. Yep, with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. 
poor old mucker. <laughs> Rush is focused on his private ideas and has forgotten all about their current democratic rhetoric. Unfortunately, though, our polyamorous Democrat ex-TV host neighbour Jeremy Sprung has returned from the West Coast and has it in for poor old Rush. He says there's too much Rush and not enough Sprung on me show, but this week Sprung has only been working behind the scenes with his devious plans to scupper Rush's well-thought-out plans. Oh dear, I could see fireworks. Of course, Rush was planning to bring more attention to one of his one-man efforts in getting in more GOP wins and votes with his nine holes for victory event. And this week, it was ready to go. <laughs> to tee off at the local city golf course, Rush had his 40 enthusiastic folks at the gate ready to go when they were met with rapid and unexpected opposition. Yeah, the Democratic mayor and his committee on the advice of Jeremy Sprung had banned any kind of politics or political fundraising event from the public course. Nine holes soon became nine hours of tense negotiation. By the time it was dusk, the event was cancelled by Rush 2. But before Rush could get out any more angry words about his horror and disappointment, he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear, Rush has always got to go and flush. <laughs> but later that day, I was taken aback when I saw Rush again. Yep, being helpful and working on his private conversion through kindness initiative. This time, he'd started up a huge barbecue at his ranch for all the disappointed golfers. Mm. He'd even gone as far as naming the large chunk of meat on the grill, Jeremy. (laughs) You know, if I hadn't seen Sprung driving past in his Porsche, I'd have believed Rush had genuinely butchered him for interfering with his golf plans. Oh dear. Rush has got so carried away, I don't know what to expect next. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Young Alice was in a vibrant mood when I visited. Yeah, she'd just taken delivery of a really odd bunch of exotic chickens. This time, six black coaching birds. Yeah, they've got feathers from their feet to their toes. Or is it from their toes to their nose? You can hardly see the bird for the feathers. Oh dear. <laughs> Alice was still a bit offended by old Rush calling her tofu turkey rubber meat after inviting me lonely old political commentating incontinent neighbour over Thanksgiving. But I reminded Alice of how Rush offends just about everyone. The only person he never offends is himself. That's why he's happy living alone. <laughs> then Alice reminded me of something how I should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement. Right out of the blue too, a leech has 32 brains. Yeah, 32. I was really surprised to learn that though, as I always thought me dubious business agent, 50%, only had one brain. Anyway, as always, the coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, my lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, first up, I got a call from Dennis in Dearborn. Yep, he wanted to let me know about this thing he'd read about the worst seasonal gifts you could give someone. Oh dear. Things just got worse again. The list includes chocolates with a bow on them, beauty gift sets, scented candles, body care sets and picture frames. Oh well, I think we've all been guilty of a few of them over the years, haven't we, Dennis? Add to that, I now know what to buy the wife this year. What I'll do is I'll send her a copy of your article, Dennis, and then buy her every item on the list. (laughs) My second item comes from Mary in Minneapolis, and she's got a question for me. Should she buy a cemetery plot and headstone for her aged mother this year? (laughs) It's an expensive gift, but Mary says it's also an investment as prices just keep climbing. Oh, Mary... You've just won the Ned Natter Show Award for the most morbid suggestion to date. (laughs) So at first it was a no, and then I began to think carefully about it. You know, it's not exactly something you can wrap up in seasonally festive paper with a nice little note card on top, is it? So Mary, my advice is simple. Although it might be a great gift, timing is everything. So I'd stick with the scented candles or bubble bath and give your old mother the plot and headstone as a birthday gift instead. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. A dubious combat agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, I'm looking through his latest offering. As you'd expect, he's found something different, but also highly weird, but definitely original for sure. Anyway, so here goes. Everyone's heard of letters to and from Santa. Well, that's just for the kids, and everyone knows all adults have been naughty this year. That's right, it's all part of being an adult. So you're just going to lust over our unique offering at Letters from Satan. It's right, that's right, Letters from Satan. So why not sign up today and surprise your friends and relatives with one of our highly seasonal letters from Satan himself. Mm. They're all delivered right to your mailbox. You can order online. It'll be in the mail tomorrow. That's our fiery cast iron guarantee. (laughs) But wait, we've got our deal of the season. And just for Ned Natter Show listeners, with every letter from Satan this week only, you'll receive a personal letter from Mrs. Satan. Yep, with our hottest seasonal recipes too. The seasonal fire stoking never stops down here. So visit our website today to learn more at evenhellisseasonal.fire and get those letters in the mail today. Just think how naughty have you been? (laughs) Well, you know, 
what they think of next. They getting a letter from Satan is no big deal for me though. After all, I've been getting Christmas and birthday cards from the mother-in-law for over 20 years now. <laughs> and believe me, she's still using that same poison pen every time. Oh dear. <laughs> On the other hand though, me mother, old Nan, might like to hear from one of her family members during the holidays particularly, so maybe I'll go online and order one of those letters today for her. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show, and whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, fam, as I get older, some more than others, it's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face, think positive, and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, my lovelies. <laughs> The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.